Assalamualaikum Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Mufti Saab, thank you very much Anas, Hafiz Anas For his recitation from Dallas, um, Texas MashaAllah, taqabbarallah, tabarakallah uh, Mufti Saab, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Waalaikum salam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh How are you doing Mufti Saab? I'm good. We only have a few minutes. We took a few minutes uh, for Quran recitation, so let's jump right into it. Mustafa, I want to tell you. Well, I want to make a disclaimer, and then I want to ask you a quick question. What's the first up? disclaimer is: I'm truly honored to be on the panel with you. I, I'm not saying this. I'm not making this up. There's no. There's no superficial. You see. You sound. You see any superficial vocal codes in here? It's all natural. What I'm saying. You know, uh, I'm really honored. Honored to be. Look, I'm trying to keep a straight face. Okay. I'm really, really honored. To um, be with you on this panel, just make that very clear. Exactly. And, uh, yesterday I wasn't here, and I'm 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 sure Mufti Duhab was able to fill in some some big shoes. But uh, overall, Mufti Sab, Jazakallah for the opportunity for having me here. Um, Mufti Sab, um, so let's go ahead. Fourth juice. What do you have in mind for the fourth juice? What treat do you have for us and the audience who's jo- joining us? We have uh, we have a young student of mine whose name is Adam. He's joining us, and all these people uh, who's who are joining us. Let's go ahead. Bismillah. So, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Uh, Again, really, it's difficult to summarize the entire juz because there's the juz, there's a surah that ends in this juz. So, we're, what we're gonna, as, as a disclaimer, what I'll say is there's a video 
on our YouTube channel titled The Ideal Family, where Mufti Abdul Wahab speaks about the family of Ali Imran. Mm-hmm. So I want all the audience to watch that to get in perspective of what Ali Imran, what the meaning of Ali Imran is. So to watch that, get an idea of Ali Imran, and inshallah, we promise you that in the 16th juz, when Surah Maryam comes, we will speak about that in detail. But today we're right in the middle of the fourth juz, which is in Surah Ali Imran, and Surah Nisa starts in the fourth juz. As I was going through the pages in the fourth juz, I it's something dawned upon me, and I want to just get your perspective on this, that you know, people, it's easy to be good and pious, Right when you're in front of the Kaaba, it's easy to be generous when you have money. It's easy to be good with your spouse and your children. And everything is in place, right? When all the cards are stacked in place. But it's difficult when you are faced with a situation which you're not ready for. For example, uh, someone violates your rights. You're faced with a setback. There's a death in your family, right? Those low times, those downhill moments. It's hard to prepare for them, right? It's not an easy thing to prepare for. What do you say to, you know, you're, you're on the phone, with, you're usually talking to this person on the phone, and one day that person calls you and says, Abdurrahman or Aisha, my, my father just passed away, my son just passed away. You know, you can't prepare yourself for those moments, yeah. right? This fourth juz, wallah, it's amazing. It takes us on a journey on different downhill moments, low moments, and how a person should prepare to and react to those low moments. And this juz takes you on, you know, subhanAllah, it's just so thematic, it's so structured, one after the other, one downhill, one another moment, another moment, another moment, where Allah is teaching us through divine revelation on how we should react to those moments. So, I mean, I had a few moments in my mind, Bajan, and I know you, you're the zero intensive master, so I'll leave one to you. So the one I had in my mind, you know, there's, in the in this juz, it comes about, there's there's a low moment after a person commits a sin. Correct. Right, that's a low moment. It really a person, a Muslim, someone who has a faith in iman, that should be a low moment. Yeah, I mean, it really, it really, it's you know, even before a person commits a sin, a, the, the Prophet says, a, you know, a bad smell comes from his body. You know, a person does have that until he becomes immune to that sin or she becomes immune to the sin. That is a low moment after committing a sin. Another low moment that's mentioned in this juz is that's Ajib. Yeah, talk about that. You know, so that, that the nafs that feels regretful, remorseful, they go through that low moment because they've committed and violated God's commands. So there's this innate uh, feeling within the human that just feels guilty about it. And that's an element of a believer. Yeah, so that's one That's one that that, that we have to talk about today and in this limited time that we have. Another mm-hmm. one is when a person is violated, right? Someone mm-hmm. disrespects you, your spouse disrespects you, your child disrespects you, your friend cheats you. Or it makes you really angry. Now, you feel violated. How do you react to that, right? So do I, did I ever violate you before, Mufti Sam? You did, but I forgive you before. You don't have to ask me for forgiveness. I apologize. <laughs> so the third, we always do, right? I mean, that's part of nature. So the second thing we have to talk about is that. The third one is about the Sahaba in the Battle of Uhud. I mean, this was a low moment in their lives yeah, where they time. thought the Prophet ﷺ passed away, where many Sahaba were, uh, were martyred. This was a low moment. How did the Prophet ﷺ react? And what did Allah tell him? Uh, what was the divine revelation about the reaction? That was the third thing that's mentioned in this juz. And the fourth one, I, which I'll, the last two I'm going to leave to you for sure. The fourth one is how can the Sahaba, how can the world, forget Sahaba, ever prepare for the day when the Prophet ﷺ leaves them? 
I mean, unbelievable. Like you're you never thought about it to a point where Umar Khattab is like, no, anyone who says he passed away, then I'm ready to fight that person, right? So that's another low moment that's mentioned in this juice, and Allah is ta- teaching us and taking us through a, this thematic ride in this juice on how to react to these moments. Here the Prophet has passed away. You don't you expect to live with your spouse all your life, your mother, your father, your child. But then there's a time where life kicks in. And there's a, there's a sunnah of Allah that someone leaves and someone comes. How do you react to that? How do the Sahaba react, react to? So these are the four low moments that I would like to discuss and speak about and you know bring some perspective into. So let's start with the first one. But then the first one is the one about the sin. What does Allah say in the fourth juz about that? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you're referring to the is that what you're referring to? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so that, that verse... Is number 135 um, of Surah Ali Imran, chapter yes. 4. And when those people, and when people, they commit an immodest act, a sin. It's interesting how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when you sin, you're doing wrong to yourself. Right? They do wrong to themselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about that. Someone thinks that they're doing wrong. To someone, but they're really doing wrong to themselves, because they're the ones who are the losers, not Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Zakarullah, and then the key element is they remembered Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Fastaghfaru li After doing wrong, they repented to. They remembered Allah. They were conscious of Allah. They repented to Allah for their sins. And then Then Allah says, "Who is there to forgive other than Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala?" Like the poet says, "Attaibuna ila rihabika akbalu." All the doors are, are shut at night. But the doors of maghfirah, Allah's doors are open. So, who other than Allah can forgive? the condition of forgiveness. They do not stay stubborn. They do not stay consistent on what they do. So Allah is ready to forgive them. And that is a key element here from this ayah. So you go to time and then you go back. So Bajan, over here, there's a few mo- few things over here. So it is naturally a human being. We're human beings. We're not angels. We will commit sins. Correct. And I always say that because I talk, I mean, people who watch or listen to what I talk about, I always give examples of sports, right? And I say that in sports, the follow through matters more than the act sometimes. How was your follow through in your shot? In your baseball swing, in your golf swing, how was the follow through? How did you react? So here, Allah is not talking about the sin; He's saying these are people who will sin. Who well, already done it? Yeah, that's gonna happen. We're that's we're human beings. But how did you follow through with that sin? Interesting, interesting. Right? Yeah. Now He didn't say He didn't say. إذا فعلوا when they do. In means if they commit. That means there's a possibility of not committing. No, Allah removed that possibility. Allah says, إِذَا فَعْلُوا When إِذَا comes for things that are certain to happen. For example, إِذَا الشَّمْسُ كُوِّرَتْ إِذَا السَّمَاءُ شَقَّتْ إِذَا السَّمَاءُ فَطَرَتْ You know, these are things, the Qiyamah is for sure going to happen. So I'm going to ask you a little linguistic. Uh, you're an Arabic teacher, a grammar teacher, your students are listening. Well, so what, what, is the, what is the jawab of this إِذَا? What do you mean? You know, إِذَا فَعْلُوا 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 could it also be behind? It could be yes. Correct, right? It could be because it, that's true. So I'm, you can. I'm gonna keep that for for one second. Yeah. Keep this thought in mind, everyone who's watching. 
even in the month of Ramadan, where you feel like you know this is a pure moment, there's a possibility of us committing a sin. Mm. We let's not put our heads down and say what happened, but rather remember the next part. Zakarullah immediately they remember Allah, right? The Prophet he says, I have never seen something wipe away something faster than a good deed wipes away a bad deed, right? So, like how quickly water extinguishes fire, quicker than that, a good deed. Wipes away in al-hasanat yudhibnas sayyat. A good deed wipes away a bad deed. So just do something good right away. I remember an auntie of mine, and this is something an auntie said. And I now from that ayah, I think of that. You know, as auntie Parveen, mashallah, Allah give her a long life. Her husband passed away when, when she was younger. She used to always say that um, give after you commit a sin, do tawbah and also do a good deed. The tawbah will wipe away your sin, and the good deed will wipe away the effect of the sin. Amazing. And I learned that many years later in, in tafsir that there's when you do a sin, there is the sin of the, the sin of the bad deed, and then there is the effect of the bad deed, and they're both over your head. One gets removed through tawbah, zakarullah. They just remember meaning they do some ibadah, they do some sadqa, and then that's the reaction for a sin. So don't at that low point, this is our this is the divine uh remedy for removing that that that. Getting like, back up, uplifting ourselves again. And Toba, Muftisab, Toba, here in Nadama. Here in Regret. So don't lose the regret part. And then, and then someone that repents, well, after the sin, they, they didn't commit their sin. Like it's not, never happened. Never happened. Um, Fear God wherever you are. Follow a good act by after, a, follow a good uh, deed after sinning. And then the scholars talk about, okay, fine. What act should you do? Do, you do something good for someone. There you right? go. And Solid so that's, point. That's, that's definitely that's for everyone. So understand the first, that was the first low point, which happens to us on a daily basis. The second low point that happens to us, the second point, low point in this juice that's mentioned is when someone does something to anger us. But can you talk about that for a second? Where Allah says it's in the same page, right? Yeah, it's a verse earlier. Um, verse uh, earlier, one, yes. Yeah, one thirty-four, where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala speaks about the righteous people who are Allah is calling you towards paradise, and His uh, His mercy, His His forgiveness. Which is prepared already prepared. Allah uses the past tense. Paradise is prepared, right? And in the, such a paradise. Allah says, "I did to the eyes have ever seen. Wala khatr ala qalbi bashar. Wala ain, you know, ma ain, wala ain raat. Wala, you know, no eye has ever seen. Wala, um, this is this is the same. Wala udun samiat. Wala khatr ala qalbi bashar. No eye has ever seen. No ears have ever heard of. And this is the paradise Allah has prepared. Who is this paradise for? Alladina yunfiquna fi sarra wa darra. Those who are giving money and prosperity and even in COVID nineteen wa darra hardship." Insecurities. This is a low time, right? For anyone that's living in the world right now, COVID-19 is a low time. Nobody wants to, be, everyone wants to be possessive. Who swallow, this is interesting too, in Jalalain, they always talk about anger, Mufti Sahib. It's about swallowing it. It's not about like making it evaporate. Because anger is a good thing to have, right Mufti Sahib? Yeah. Because if you don't, if, if you don't get angry, then you're just useless. Sometimes it's necessary to get angry, not all the time. And if you get angry all the time, you're also hopeless. Yeah. Right? Um, to swallow the anger, low time, and they forgive people. And Allah loves those who are excellent in their forgiveness. So, it's another point over here where Allah is again talking about the reaction. Yes, 
we will get angry when we live around people the prophet says a human being is a social hub you know a believer is a social hub. Believers are not people who shy away from the public, shy away from meeting people, are afraid to get hurt. No. When we're married, when we have children, we're living in families, we have in-laws, there will be there will be different places, um, different instances where we will get angered. That's normal. Allah is saying, al-ghayth, right? And the hadith of the Prophet he says, subhanAllah, I mean, take this hadith and, and just live with it. Imagine this. Imagine the Prophet is saying, the one who drinks his anger. Hmm. The one who drinks his anger, swallows his anger, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his when next time this person does a bad deed, Allah his anger becomes cooled as well. Because he wow. remembers the time where your anger became cooled on another one of his makhluk. Allah remembers that. And hmm. Allah then his anger is cooled the next time you make Allah angry. So you know it's 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 not worth it to fight over pennies and keep grudges because the reward for that is the the, the happiness and the pleasure of Allah. So Mufizab, the second, yes. Mufizab, one of the smallest hadith, but yes. one of the most difficult hadith to follow. Follow, yes. Which one? La Taghdab. Oh, Muftisab, bingo, bingo is your name. Wah, 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 wah. See, guys, if Muftisab gets a question right, you got to say wah, 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 wah. Everybody that's on social media, we want your engagement on it. We want to say, mashallah, subhanallah, wah, wah. And, 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 and if you want to give your. Where, is, where does subhanallah, mashallah, and wah, wah come together? See, wahwa is in Urdu, which means, in, in, you know, something good, you know? Okay, good, no problem. So, so that's okay, Mufza. We, we got to accommodate our uh, subcontinent people, okay. you know? And um, so we got people from other parts. Of, so Mufza, that man comes to become, I can imagine this man, he's all excited. He's about to meet the Prophet He says, Ya Rasulullah, oh, Sini, give me some advice. Imagine some, someone comes to you, your student comes to you, Mufza, Mufza, you know, all excited, and you're always busy. And he says, give me some advice, give me some advice. And you're like, you turn around and say, La taghdab, don't get angry. Right? And the guy's like, no, 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 give me some more advice. Like, just don't, just, la taghdab. Literally, the Prophet all he said was, la taghdab. Don't get angry. Don't get angry. So that is, that is a huge advice. If someone can live with that for the rest of their life, that is, that is monumental. Exactly. So that, that's the second part. Now, what do you do after someone, uh, what do you do after somebody disappoints you, right? Mm. You know, ha- having the ability to forgive people, right? It's, it is it is liberating for the one who is forgiving, right? It is liberating for the one who's forgiving, right? Because nowadays, a lot of times, we have things in our heart from like decades. You know, my mother-in-law or my father-in-law or my in-law or my friend, something happens, we can never get over it, right? And here, Allah is challenging us in the Quran. He's saying, Don't you wish that Allah forgives you? If you do wish that Allah forgives you, then you forgive others. So that's the second um, low point in this juz where Allah is telling us that if any time you're violated, you know, when it's not about just living a, a perfect, you know, li- riding the perfect wave. There will be storms. There will be strong winds. People understanding how to react to those moments, especially, yeah, it's within your family, especially within your family. It happens a lot within family because you're always living together. But if you can, if you can abide by these qualities and characteristics. Then you then you're golden, right? Nothing can you will never be wavered. So that's the second point. The third one, Bajan, is about Uhud. If you can talk about that for a few moments, what happened to the Sahaba and how did they react when they faced? So they were with the Prophet. They're always seeing victory, clear victory. 
they're going from Mecca to Medina. They get to Medina, they're seeing so much barakah, so much, you know, so much happiness. They see the battle of Badr, 313 versus a thousand. Oh man, like this is high time. And then all of a sudden, the battle of Uhud happens. And the people that they thought they're going to be with them for the rest of their life are not no longer there anymore, right? When Umar al-Khattab comes to Mecca and he's crying and they're asking him, this is a day of joy, why are you crying for? And he says, I wish Hamza could see this day. I wish the prince of Mecca, Mus'ab bin Umar, could see this day, right? Because they thought that inshallah these guys were going to come with us and see the results of their efforts. But then all of a sudden, Allah, Allah's decree was they were going to face some defeat. How did they react and what was the reaction of the Prophet Yeah, this was a tough, uh, tough incident, one of the toughest days of the Prophet's life. And it's, it's tougher, you know, like, imagine like, you know, you, you, you crashed the car, right? You know, it's your car. And then, then someone else crashes your car and you're in the car. That feeling that person is going, he's crashing someone else's car and he's, you know, like, so he has double guilt. Yeah. Sahaba, they, they were given a responsibility not to move, right? And then those 50 Sahaba leader, Abdullah bin Jubair, was told, stay there. If you see the vultures, vultures coming, the vultures coming, attacking the dead bodies, don't move. Nevertheless, story short, the after the battle of um, Uhud, the Prophet was disappointed in their movement. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of course, forgave the Sahaba. Allah says two places. Um, he speaks about the Sahaba that moved from the mountain to go for the spoils of war. Allah says, Thumma saraf, Allah says, Min kumman yurid dunya wa min kumman yurid al-akhirah. Uh, Mufti Sab, did you know this? Ali radiallahu anhu said that before this verse was revealed, we didn't know that there were Sahaba who loved the dunya or who wanted the dunya. Like who would none of us wanted the dunya, but I then we found out there was actually people who left the, the hill. Allah forgives them. So when Allah forgives you, the Prophet says, I'm not gonna hold you accountable. But then there were 300 to 400 people with Uthman bin Affan with Uthman bin Affan was with them, they also ran away. Allah says about these people, those who um, ran, ran away in Uhud The shaitan made them run away Allah forgives them also So there's a lot of forgiving going on You notice right Big mistake A lot of forgiving Subhanallah Sahaba died um, Musa'ab died Hamza died Abdullah bin Jahsh died You know We have great great companions In Amr bin Jumuh You know um, uh, They're all passing away But Mufti Sahab Mufti um, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam after he comes back from Uhud, he's very disappointed. There are a few things that happen. One of the point, disappointment was that youngsters gave the opinion to the Prophet to go outside and fight in Uhud because they missed the opportunity of, um, you know, Badr, that tafsir of Rijalun Sadaqu Ma'ahadullah, Anas bin Nadr, right? Rijalun Sadaqu Ma'ahadullah alayhi. Right, so they wanted to go. They wanted to have a, a victory, victory lap outside of Medina. It would be, it would be childish to have a victory in Medina, and it was their custom. So they went, and when the Prophet ﷺ was wanting to go to fight in Medina, the youngsters wanted to go outside of Medina. The Prophet ﷺ, um, the emotions of the Prophet are exposed to the youngsters. They come to the Prophet ﷺ. They say, Rasulullah, we understand that you want to stay in Medina. We apologize. We are ready for your opinion. The Prophet ﷺ says, I already put on my armor. We're moving. Determined. When the battle is over, the Prophet ﷺ suggests that he will not keep the youth um, in his mashwara, in which in his cabinet, in his in, in, in his uh, close circle. So just give just give some perspective on this, right? So this happens to us practically in our daily lives, right? We ask opinion mm. and someone gives us an opinion. 
we take his opinion or someone says, opinion. In, someone, or, a, yeah someone says invest over here or your wife says buys this house and we do that and next thing you know that opinion was completely wrong it we went behind we went back 100 feet now right so what what we typically do now is you know what i'm not going to go to that lawyer anymore I'm it happens with you that. it happens with you and me all the time when we want to hire someone or something yeah exactly yeah. Like, well, it happens with us, Sheikh Amar. Like, you know, Sheikh Amar and Melissa are like, oh, don't accept that student. And we accept him. Like, oh, you know what, Mufti Saab, you accepted him, you know? And so, like, now your your opinion becomes lighter and weaker. And here are the Sahaba who gave the opinion to do certain things. And now the Prophet naturally is saying, you know, is thinking in his heart that, you know, I'm not sure if I should take their opinion again. And yeah. now, what does Allah say about that? Yeah. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals a very beautiful verse. And and this verse was revealed. Um, there's there. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, If it wasn't for the mercy of Allah, you know, upon you, Muhammad Allah would have never made you soft. Allah made you soft. In Allah, Allah loves. In Allah, qaribun ila kulli Right? kal jamal al anf in qida in qada wa unika ala istanaka. In Allah, Allah loves softness. He loves gentleness. He made the Prophet soft. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the man, the Prophet who's the greatest human, the greatest individual, Fadl is someone that's very rude with their tongue. Like, you know, someone who has a very sharp tongue, you know, some, some husbands complain about their wives. And some, some wives complain about their husbands, always talking. You know, buck, 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 buck. You know, and always speaking rubbish and speaking for no reason. We should stop that, cut that, especially in Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, If you were harsh, even a leader, if you were harsh, and if you had a very harsh and rough heart, with all the attributes you have, they would run away from you. People run away from you. So check this out. I, I, we're running out of time. I think we're going to have to do the Muhammad Muhammadun Rasul later. But okay. Um, the, the, the part where Umar came into Prophet's room when he was speaking to women, that part is interesting. Umar Hadith Bukhari, Prophet walks in, Umar walks in, and all the women are sitting in there. Prophet speaking to them, and they uh, they started fixing their scarves. They were already wearing hijab, but they became more cautious. And they had their voices very loud. Umar walks in, they lower their voice, right. And the Prophet sees him and he starts to smile. And he says, and Umar says, um, what's making you smile? He says, they were yell they were talking very loud and now you come and now they're all quiet. Right? And then, um, so Umar says to the women who are sitting with the Prophet, you know, yeah, I do he gets, starts getting rough and loud. He says, oh, you enemies of yourself. You know, uh, you are more intimidated by me. You respect me more than the Prophet So the women... You know, this is the beautiful quality of the women. They're bold. They're the women of the Sahaba. It says, You are more harsh and you are more rough than the Prophet. That's why we're scared of you. We don't respect you more than the Prophet. So the Prophet was softer and he had a soft tongue. He said, If you are rough, you're same thing with Tisab. If we are rough with our children, they're going to run away from us. Yeah. Correct? Yep. If we're rough with our students, they're going to run away from us. If we're rough with our spouse, they might speak, they're going to feel like they're always under pressure. And they can, you know, like, 
You know, that's, I they, feel, might, they might be with you physically, but mentally and with their heart, they won't be with you. Yeah, so you might have that person that's with you, the employee, for example. If you if you're the boss, yeah, he might just be sitting there working nine to five, but his heart and soul will, will not be loyal to you if you're the one that's rough. So there has to be a balance. But the Prophet was Allah is saying that through the mercy of Allah, Allah made him um, Allah made him merciful. Allah made him uh, soft and gentle and polite. But what's even more powerful, Bajan, if you can talk about the last ver- part of the verse, what, what does Allah tell the Prophet at that Ooh. point? So that so basically reminding him of his qualities that Allah gave him, right? Yeah. So Allah does a lot in the Quran, right? You were um you were orphan, you were poor. Remember like in Alright, we did this for you. Now I want you to give back. Yeah, That's yeah. It's a it's a very very disciplined. I know you have so much knowledge, you got so much you know, seed intensive, but we have one minute. We always promise okay. to call. So one, two minutes. SubhanAllah. Give them. So all those people that gave you that opinion to go out and all this happened, forgive them. Now, so forgiving is easy. Right? I can forgive you. Muftisab, you've done so much wrong to me. You pull my beard, you know, and you know, you've done you don't think you've You're not you've, supposed to expose me, man. It's okay. You know, people all know it's all on YouTube now, you know. <laughs> Then Allah is saying to the Prophet to make istighfar for these people. Ask Let me Allah. put that into perspective. Yes, so sometimes you could have someone who you forgave. Yeah, you forgive your business partner who cheated you. But will you be that person who's going to make dua from an Arafah? Oh my God. Will that person's name come no to way, no way. on the 27th no of Ramadan? I didn't make dua for that guy. We're like, no, I forgive that guy. But Imagine, this up. How about a wife and a husband? They get in a fight, it gets get heated. You forgive them, but you want to make love. Why do you keep on talking about wife and husband, man? You have I'm gonna call your wife and see if everything's okay. No, no, please. Allah give us the I'm quarantined in my house. I can't go anywhere, man. Save my life. Oh man. So yeah. So, so, ask Allah to forgive them. So forgive them, ask Allah to forgive them. Guess what happens, Muftisa, when Prophet asks for forgiveness? 100% forgiveness. Allah forgave them for sure. So they got they made a mistake and they got forgiven 100%. Subhanallah. Jannah, Jannah. And then washawirhum fil amr. Include them in your cabinet. And when you make your decision, rely on Allah. In Allah look at that part where Allah says, "Forgive them, ask Allah to forgive them." And not only that. So okay, khalas. Okay, we might if we really are really feeling good, we might forgive someone. We might go to the Kaaba and ask Allah to forgive them as well. But are we going to become their business partner again? Oh Are God. we going to include them in our mashura again? I mean, taking that's going to be very challenging. Allah is telling the Prophet in three words forgive them, ask Allah to forgive them, and you know what? Keep them close to you. Man, Keep that's them tough. close to you. That's very tough. That's very tough. You know what I say? Especially, you know, especially with youth. When youth mess around, especially in the community, they make a mistake to forgive them, to accommodate them, and to keep them in the youth committee, in the effort, and the whole like, you know, like, because youth make mistakes. Right, yeah. they're learning. We're like, not like we're per- we're perfect either. But so people are very quick in judging youth, and then like, excusing them and just kicking them out. Yeah, Prophet is taught to just include, include them, keep them included, keep them inclusive, keep them inclusive. You know, we as a, as an ummah have not. We are still struggling with the forgiveness part. Oh my God! We get the second part of asking Allah to forgive them, wow, and the wow, third wow. part to include them. Subhanallah. I mean, we are struggling with these components. So that's another thing. You know, whether it's leaders, whether it's people in our community, whether it's our family members. This is when you're at that low point when someone did something wrong to you. 
this is the battle of Uhud. The Prophet is being told all these three things. Jazakallah for tuning in. I want to say to the listeners, if they can all like and subscribe to our and, and press notification to the YouTube icon. And if they're on Facebook, um, share and like. And of course, say mashallah when you see Mufti Sab's face. And say alhamdulillah when you see my face. So all this happening, we want everyone to benefit, especially in the month of Ramadan. Again, Mufti Sab, you want to conclude us? Jazakallah khair. We'll see, we'll see all of you tomorrow, inshallah. And we still have one more point to mention from this juz. If it doesn't come in tomorrow, we'll definitely talk about it at some other time. May Allah reward and bless all of you who pay attention and listen. Jazakallah khair. And we'll, we will miss all of you. We'll see you tomorrow. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.